The episode name is 229, new O-ring retro line. My name is Steve, joined by Paul. Hey, Paul. Wah, 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 it's Paul. <laughs> and we got Rob. I can't believe it's me. It's oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and today, we cut open the topic. Uh, we It's a retread. I know we've spoken a bit about this before in terms of wishlist items. But now that we are getting Rave Viper, Peter Pilot, and quite possibly at some point in the future, Ketchup and Mustard, we might be in the biz for some new G.I. Joe and Cobra characters. Be they named characters, be they army builders. We asked you on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, and the G.I. Joeberg Facebook group what your picks would be for new O-Ring figures. And the responses were voluminous. So much so, we're not going to talk new shit. We're not going to talk about what you're reading, watching, or playing. We're going to cut the sucker open right now. After <laughs> two public service announcements. <laughs> public service announcement number one. We at G.I. Joeberg were very excited to unveil the announcements from Screamin' Eamon Customs, the G.I. Joe headquarters, the Cobra Temple, and then most recently, the USS Flag that his custom project would be putting out sometime in the future. Unfortunately, there has been a very tragic end to the tale, with Mr. Eamon himself apologizing profusely to his backers after taking their money that he could not fulfill the order, and if you chose to get a refund, he'd be able to accommodate that. Uh, if you chose to hang in there, because this was caused by a production delay that everybody is getting hit by, whether you're big, small, or minute in your production scale. So a number of people opted for the refund. Some people hung in there. But the reports that we're getting now is that he has disappeared from social media. He has disappeared from all attempts to, to contact him. And in fact, has gone as far as to block people. So I guess I just wanted to apologize firstly to everybody uh, who might have tragically <laughs> um, invested in this project, uh, especially those folks who might have done it off the back of our hype. Uh, I realized like we do try and report the news, but we also might have enticed people to do business with this guy. And whether he is uh, bona fides or or has taken the money and run, it's not our position to say. But I guess this is a caveat and a lesson to us all in the age of crowdfunding, in the age of Kickstarters and fan projects, that we all need to be very careful where we, where we put our money. Um, I realize this is a hollow lesson to the people who have already put their money down and might stand to lose it. To those folks, I would suggest using their PayPal recourse if they can. Uh, it might fall outside of the 90-day period, but speak to PayPal, and I wish you well. Public service announcement number two. I Shortly after uh, recording the previous episode uh, and before publishing it, my Sky Striker pre-order got dropped. Oh. Yeah. Boom. Uh, I had a sneaking suspicion that this might have happened, but, you know, they gave me all the positive signs. I asked them immediately after I paid my deposit, like, is this legit? They're like, yes, your order's in, it's confirmed, locked in, congratulations. Um, you'll only have to pay the balance when we have the item in hand. I was like, sweet. 
Damn. That's amazing. Everyone else has gotten their credit card hit already. Um, but as is the tragedy with uh, some third parties um, who perhaps didn't realize that this was a HasLab that was closing and kind of didn't have stock in hand or pre-orders in hand, I should say. Um, they told me that, yeah, it was unable, they were unable to accommodate my my order and so they refunded my my deposit and i was left out in the cold with no sky striker i was thinking of putting in a little kind of edit in the previous episode um but i thought that just sounded too bleeding hot and and yeah <laughs> i was really stung guys i mean i was saying things to myself like okay i'm not i'm not bitter i was there for the party like i was there for the the victory lap you know i had the knowledge that i had a sky striker in hand when it crossed the finish line um and so even now that knowledge cannot be taken away from me but the truth was i was pretty bitter and i thought i'd missed my opportunity fortunately uh if you dial your clocks back to a couple episodes ago when we had uh, nicholas amantidis from action figure industries uh, as a AFI. guest afi exactly located right here in the good old australia i fully expected all of his pre-order slots to have been taken I thought to myself, well, you snooze, you lose, Steve. You backed the wrong horse, pal. But Nick has made a plan, and <laughs> touch wood, I think I'm still in with the Sky Striker. So oh, that's great a, news, man. A happy end to the tale. It could have gone very, very sour very quickly. Wow. You lose some, you win some. That's because, what, wow. Wow. What a ride. What a ride. Because I was actually like going to get my A into G. <laughs> today and and look into that third party link to 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 sort of try and sort out mine um yeah and anybody who has is wondering they're called oh my primus they're located in singapore and boy oh boy was it looking like a sweet deal because you know i've got in-laws that live literally in the same neighborhood but alas it was not meant to be oh that sucks man <laughs> but hey you're getting one from afi AFI has come through. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thank you, Nick. Um, you know, fighting the good fight, my dude. <laughs> well, fighting the good fight on all fronts. Um, dropped a video today, for me at least anyways, um, basically banging the drum a little bit about my reservations with the design of the Sky Striker, the, the HasLab. Um, I mean, there are various nitpicks that I have, but I chose one to focus on the most low-hanging fruit of all of them and that's the fact that the wings are not factory fit that they are separate and they have that blocky attachment point uh, which is unfortunate for a sky striker which is touted as like the ultimate sky striker you know the sky striker that will push all the rest of ours to the back of the shelf i don't think it will do that if it doesn't tick that box i want my sky striker to be clean anyways we'll see if it has any impact at all i'm doubting it but i had to try i had to take a shot i have added emily from hasbro whether she actually has any real power to to pass the message on or if she you know chooses ignorance is bliss and oh i, I just didn't see it it's okay but this is really what comes back to what you were talking about rob with cooge uh, on the last show that listen to the fans and and I wanted to challenge you on that, actually, because I do feel like Hasbro listened to their fans. It's just there are too many of us. We're a deafening roar. They have to be very selective about who they approach 
for a dialogue because there's a lot of vitriol out there and, and, and toxicity and poisonous opinions that obviously they want to shield themselves from because why would you want to sift through all the negativity to try and glean yeah. the right path? It would kind of make you want to run a mile because let's face it, like the most negative people are the most vocal. Um, yeah. Anyways, I don't think that that scores us any points, but let's see if a, a minnow like G.I. Joburg can get the message through. And I would appreciate if everyone uh, listening to this who had the position to do so, to share it just or, or comment on it, just make sure it gets some kind of bump. Um, it just increases the chances of maybe someone close to someone close to someone in Hasbro brings it up in conversation. Like, oh, yeah, it seems there's a bit of groundswell about the, the wings being detachable we didn't know there was a problem up till now it's a pretty simple fix none of these parts are tooled up yet nothing's machined yet nothing's set in stone we haven't finalized the the metal tooling we something and something that i think is very effective in the in the video that you did is that you showed footage of you know the sky strikers on the deck of the flag and you know all of that you know all of that good play motion stuff that you guys did and I'm hoping that that cements itself oh, subconsciously. There was a previous uh, edit of it. Uh, sorry, I just have to stop you and say that the previous edit of it um, had me crashing the Sky Striker into the surf. I was like, I expect <laughs> to play with this toy hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I didn't but, know that one. But hopefully, hopefully it becomes like a subconscious thing in the minds of hopefully the one or two guys from Hasbro that may see that video or hopefully see that video that they go, uh, guys, you know the the YouTube channel that you know <laughs> put the flag on the on the on the on the ocean. Everybody be like, what? Yeah, those guys they want better wings on the Sky Striker. <laughs> and and you know to that point, I fully agree with you on that. By the way, that has been my biggest issue with it since seeing the prototype images from day one. Like this, this the second they posted those images. If you guys want to if, uh, to our listeners, if you want to rewind to a few episodes ago. You'll hear me also complain about that as well. So I think you've made a very valid point. I think if there's one serious nitpick that, that we can that we have and uh, Rob, I'm sorry if I if it feels like I'm speaking for you as well. But um I do have that nitpick as well. And I don't think it's a nitpick actually. I think it's a very valid point. You know, a nitpick would be me going, I don't like screws in the intakes, you know. But um the wings are a very valid argument you know a very valid point very valid criticism of that of course of that toy. Um, i have yeah. to also conf confess that i was composing this video script in my head the morning i got the announcement that my pre-order had been dropped and so once that announced once that email came through i was like oh fuck it i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i don't care i'm not in the club anymore um but now i am back in the club so i care wow dude the fact that you know, the, the fact that you could still be that positive about it after getting that kind of news that in itself is impressive no 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 you misunderstand me i said mm -hmm. that i was like not gonna do the video and not gonna bother approaching oh. at all <laughs> after my pre-order got, got hail mary hail mary Guys, i am nah, new to all it? of this like i have not been buying toys made in the last 20 years i don't know uh, what it's like to have a pre-order i mean for everyone else <laughs> listening to this it's probably old hat it's like oh walmart dropped my pre-order the other day it just jumps on big bad toy store i'm like man how do you deal with this kind of roller coaster ride this disappointment 
it stresses me out. Well, as somebody who does a lot of pre-orders on sites like (laughs) HLJ and Big Bad Toy Store and has, and and I would say that my collecting life, uh, my modern collecting life, the last, I would say 10, 15 years has mostly been based on pre-orders. Yeah, man. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Uh, I've, I've personally never been in a situation where I've had a pre-order canceled. Um, so that's crazy. And for me, the most irritating thing is when you do, and, and I'm sorry, I'm BBTS. I'm not throwing shade at you guys. You guys are great, but it is fun when you like have got a pre-order on, on BBTS and you're like, yeah, I can't wait for XYZ figure to come out. And then you go onto Facebook in the morning and you're like, oh, well, they picked up Snake Eyes Commando at the store. That's nice. And look at those guys playing with their, their new Ellie Vipers. And you're like, hmm, BBTS, when is mine coming out? Uh, December? Yeah, okay, that checks out. Up in this. You know, you're, yeah. you're a third world kid, man. Patience is your virtue. It, like, no, it has to be, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so don't, don't, don't get taken by that Guys, of impatience. Yeah. So just, uh, uh, while, just before, and I don't want to forget this because I think it's quite important. It's not a big, it is kind of a big uh, G.I. Joe Berg announcement in a lot of ways. I just want to throw a huge happy birthday to Mr. Gary V. Um, yeah, um, that's Mr. Pod, uh, Chaplin's motorpod. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was his birthday the other day, and yeah, I just want to sh- a shout out a hearty happy birthday, man. I hope it's been an incredible one, and uh, thank you for being part of the Berg Force and for all of the awesomeness. You know, it's great to have you. You know, you've been part of the, the live audience for a long time, you've been supporting us for a long time, and we just hope you had the best day. So, happy birthday, okay. Gary happy V. Birthday. Cool. I Sorry, have a just before I forget it. here in Australia, thanks to Mr. Viola. There you so, go, man. Thanks, he's Gary. he's brought yeah. all, uh, happiness into our lives in some form or another, and uh, yeah. So we hope that that comes around to him as well. That he also gets lots of cool stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> went good. Mm. All right, and, uh, champing at the bit, guys. We uh, we're on the clock, as it were. Um, it's my let's fault. do it. <laughs> <laughs> We got responses from you guys, so let's read them out on the air. So Instagram, what do people, what do they want from the O-Rings? So first up, we have Cloaked Bandit. He wants modern era characters like Helix and Shadow Tracker done in O-Ring and other astronauts in Payload spacesuit. <laughs> to make everyone look like, like Payload. Nice. That's an expensive wow. figure to make. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I mean, it's, it's quite a complex suit. It's not the easiest thing to do, but I mean, you know, Hasbro, make this guy's dream come true. <laughs> I mean, it is Next an exquisite up... toy, no doubt. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong, but I mean, um, more variety, I think. So I, I like his additions of Helix and Shadow Tracker more than I do of a thousand figures in Payload's suit. Unless, unless they can just do like the suit and then you have multiple heads, but then of course you don't have multiple figures. But I'm thinking <laughs> about this too much. <laughs> Founding figures suggest new Viper classes would be interesting. A new faction for Joes to deal with be, would be really interesting too. New Viper classes, like what didn't they do? <clears throat> I suppose uh, a data. Like, Dustin Cordish goes into mentioning that uh, it would be cool to do data Viper in O-ring style. Dude, that would be rad. Mm. I think that would. I mean, be, I'm sure there's little. lots of other versions of Vipers you could do. You could do subdivisions of ones that already exist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like Night Vipers, you can have other ones that kind of like support the Night Vipers in, in their missions. That's sort of oh, Twilight yeah. Vipers. I'm, I'm remembering now, Dustin Orson went on to say like Para Viper, who was a modern sort of 25th anniversary new Viper class. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were very cool. Very, very cool. Um, I mean, love. like I love those head sculpts. Those helmets were so good. And all of so, the Rise of Cobra style of Vipers, those kind of Neo Vipers. With their yeah, you could redo those big... as O-ring figures. That would be kind of cool. Mm, badass. Next up, Crimson Guard Collective suggests that Cobra Flight Staffer has got me excited. Okay, so he, yeah. he, he definitely wants to see that happen. I think it's off the back of that figure that this topic was given rise to. Because, yeah, because that I is mean, the new that... Cobra that is absolutely <laughs> essential, like... If you've got a rattler display, he would look so sweet waving those glow sticks around. And it's crazy. <laughs> and like, it came with the back of like them creating, um, you know, like staffers for the, you know, for the flag, um, and then you know you pop a cobra head on there, and it's a completely new figure. And something I think a lot of people would definitely want. Baltimore Bevoke, Bevoke, um says, "I assume these guys' names would have been takeoff and landing." <laughs> that'd be so cool uh jaja rice uh, is saying this is flag bait (laughs) well yes i mean any number of kind of naval classes of figures would be an absolute hit um Mm. to anyone who had a flag or anyone who has designs on having a flag or anyone who believes that a flag is around the corner hasbro could shell us a lot of just carbon copies of shipwreck with minor minor alterations yeah little differences i mean like green shirts but like green shirts of different um uh, teacups let's call them teacups, <laughs> teacups. Yeah. <laughs> classic 1940s uh sailor men because yeah look a flag is a very barren thing without people just busying it up and if you have named gi joe characters it quickly looks like a hodgepodge it's like and and besides you want your like your cool that gi joe infantry team to be doing cool gi joe infantry shit not yeah manning a radar in the guts of the yeah he needs to flag. be doing cool shit you know we, we need mm-hmm. the green shirts to be able to handle this teacups to handle that um <laughs> this name next opinion might be Baby a, a controversial one <laughs> andrew oh. of senga six uh suggests they do new bf2k figures is, is, is that uh, something we want to see? An update of the <laughs> yeah, we. 2000. I would love to see that, and I would love people to go and listen to our episode where we kind of uh, reimagined how we feel BF2K could be, um, because that is how I would like them to redo the O-ring figures with some of those ideas that we discussed in that episode. Sorry to like toot our own horn and be like, oh, we have the best <laughs> ideas. But I got to say, we really had some solid ideas. Yeah. yeah. We just don't need to treat it. It's, uh, it's something that uh, our pal Dan Shemansky always comes back to. And if I'm remembering correctly, I think that might be episode 80. Uh, he certainly referenced it when he, he wrote to us not too long ago. But anyways, um, continue, Rob. Yeah, and finally on Facebook, on on Instagram, um, David D- Dave Dave C underscore SFTP suggests a blonde female Cobra officer. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Sex does sell, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dar- I mean, you can definitely diversify. Well, for sure. I mean, you can you can kind of go. You can really create a whole variety of um, Cobra 
officers and vipers i think you, you could definitely do that mm. i mean people love army builders so go crazy give i a, personally you know, love that <laughs> mm. give me a fat viper <laughs> I don't go and sneak peek. <laughs> well, true story, guys. I had uh, a member of uh, the cast that I was in, black woman actually, who came up to me and said, "Yo, Steve, I want to voice a character in your um, in your play motions, uh, but she has to be a sister." Her words, not mine. Uh, ah. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, absolutely, I'd love that, but..." the toy line just did not provide so i put it out sad. to to the mm -hmm. joburg uh, facebook group and and cody hooked me up but the opportunity to voice or have this chick voice uh, the character has unfortunately slipped us by so i'm sitting with uh, a darker complexion cobra female and i thought to myself well that is terrific bit of diversity right there make it happen hasbro yeah come on do it. if, we if can you're do all it, about playing up the diversity um Show us the plastic. Show us the plastic. <laughs> no, I'm, or you I'm could just make a that. blonde bombshell cobra officer. That's cool too. Like you know, you could do that. Which, whichever flavor, just yeah. give us all the flavors. I yeah, man, please. Yeah, that's give me options. That's definitely a cue that could take from from the reaction figures from Super Saiyan. But yes, yeah. did you guys ever hear that um, there was a brief in the '80s that while the GI Joe team could celebrate as much diversity as possible they wanted cobra to all be white guys is that true i don't know if that's sure. true I mean, um i suppose in a way it kind of does make i mean they are kind of trying to drum them up as you know as, as a terrorist organization but the thing is they're also but a terrorist organization a, that isn't kind of internationally uh skewed yeah, I mean, there's I mean nowadays you can't even call wording. Cobra a ter terrorist organization. It seems like all the Hasbro language does not, it all, always avoids the word terrorist. Yeah. So Cobra is an evil organization. Yeah. Evil. Evil. Semi evil. Uh, anyway, PC evil. gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> we can't call it the slave one anymore, and, and it's now Jabba Slayer, Leia, uh, whatever. So, God, yeah, God but, but I agree with that. I, and and I think Hasbro, 80s Hasbro, made a good call with that personally because, like, I think it I think it would have been very, I don't think it would have been a smart idea to have made um, other ethnicities you know like bad guys. I think that would have well, been very until of course the traitor, the Sunbow episode where we had um, mm. Claymore, mm. was it Lieutenant Claymore, Captain Claymore? Anyway, the guy who Dusty is kind of rubbing up against when he's in Cobra Command is uh has got a darker complexion shall we say interesting well that's yeah. everyone from instagram who made okay. a couple of suggestions for us i'll move over to uh the twitter sphere because that'll be quick facebook is certainly where the the biggest drawing happens but uh as far as twitter is concerned we got a few wise guys <laughs> of course when i talk about um ketchup and mustard someone's always likely to ask where is relish and that someone was action figure trays <laughs> thanks guys um or foam trays uh toy bunker says that he'd like a trio of fatal fluffies please <gasps> once again always with the jokes Vagon would like any paratroopers. Uh, we've got Ripcord, but he'd like to see static line jumpers. He's not happy with um, 
I mean, this guy, he uses crazy legs as his avatar everywhere he goes. So, I mean, hey. obviously he wants like a full platoon of paratroopers. I wonder what he's got them jumping out of. Because, I mean, a static, static line drop, you're going to want a nice big cargo plane like a C-130. Hmm. Come on, Hasbro. <laughs> Sky's yeah. the limit now. You know you've got us in the palm of your hands. Um, and Valgar would like to say, it's not ketchup and mustard, it's Riggs and Murtaugh. Two jokes. What about Ranch Viper? On YouTube, we got a handful of comments as well. Barmer would like to see Jody Shooter Craig. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, please. If we are talking about the original 14 and not 13, she deserves to have her O-ring. Like, a modern figure is all very fine and well, but, like, you need something that fits the og 13 aesthetic so and, and clearly hasbro is wanting to sort of restart things this is going to coincide with their 40th anniversary so the og 13 plus one are definitely on the cards um gi go would like more females my daughter and i love playing gi joe but the lack of accessible females makes it annoying that said we still have a blast also a dic accurate night creeper leader is necessary um, mm. Absolutely, a faced Night Creeper leader. If Deke is your thing, uh, yeah. Hey, I love the Night Creeper leader that we got. I personally think that's such a cool figure. So, and I, I agree. You can never have too many females. Um, it's it would certainly be nice to have females that like look good in an infantry squad because mm. you know the, the females that are in the line are all kind of very stand out individuals. They're mm. wearing red ninja jumpsuits or black leather or a tan leotard like lady j is the closest but still like she's not looking quite tactical enough give mm. us a you know a female that is wearing body armor has bullet belts or grenades looking like you know she's about to jump out of the, the tomahawk all guns blazing that'd be pretty sweet well james schultz i'm gonna skim through it Love to see O-ring versions of Quinn, Dr. Venom, Dr. Burkhardt from uh, Operation Lady Doomsday, an accurate Baroness from the early Joe comics, i.e. the blue jumpsuit. Uh, hell, even Bongo, the balloon bear slash candy apple. Um, mm. Her father, uh, what was his name? It was Dr. Apple or Professor Apple. Um, yeah, man, that would be great. Thank you, James. Troy Smith weighed in. Hello, Troy. He'd love also more females in roles other than intelligence, like a female helicopter pilot, a female Cobra Knight Raven pilot. Oh, I sense Paul's uh, licking his chops right now. Uh, some sailors for the flag. It's a lot for it's a lot of work for shipwreck and topside to do. Uh, he's fine <laughs> reusing some of the old molds of the 1990s figures if the deco is the Night Force theme. And of course, let's see some vehicles: an Apache, Black Hawk, or even a Huey would be cool. Now that I think about it, if they copy the Super 7 reaction figures and gave them a little less cartoon look, that'd be a great start. Oh, yes, mm. please. Everything that Super 7 is doing, but done with O-ring articulation, would be pretty sweet. Except maybe that Toy Master. <laughs> you know, the, the Snow Serpent with the like, clown face. I think oh. that's just such a cool deep cut. But yeah, I hear you. I don't... Yeah. They're full of deep cuts. Jeez. The Shock Trooper? Mm. Shock... What? Those guys are like the Cobra astronauts, right? From Mass Device? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bloody cool looking toys, but took me a, took me a moment to remember where the hell I saw them from. 
A to Z Cafe Moto, cartoon and comic versions of most. Uh, he's totally tapping into that Super 7 energy. And convention exclusives would be cool. And Big Lob. Yep, totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, a Big Lob that doesn't have a Mercer for head would be a great start. Yeah. Uh, well, we all, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouse. Hello, Sarge. Okay, I'm going to skip the obvious suggestion of Sarge, duh. Uh, but a proper big lob that isn't just a repainted Mercer head. Hey, I called it. Pythona, uh, an original mm. blonde cover girl, and maybe the Renegades in Marauder colors. The modern era offerings were not too bad. And Occam's Razor, last one I'm going to mention. They won't be making those iconic condiments, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't truly matter to me what they make. Vintage is my jam. These would not be vintage. Uh, that's a good point, actually. They're, they're, you know, with their gummy fingers uh, and and better tolerances, they won't pass the you know the blind test. Um, but anyways, getting back to what he's saying. However, if they rolled out a big lob or pythona, wow. Okay, YouTube is on the same save frequency. Mm. Uh, he wouldn't turn his turn his nose up to them. I guess some characters that were never made in the initial run would be a good thing. Reissues of figures that I already have are redundant. Hit me with the new stuff, Hasbro. Hey, would you guys like retreads of stuff you've already got? Hit me with that new shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like more new stuff. Um, oh, dude, it's such a weird thing. I, I, for yeah. me, it's kind of gray because I would like some new fa uh, characters, but there are some guys that I would love to have retreads of. I'd love to have... You know, retreads of some of the Vipers, especially the Viper and the Night Viper and some of those guys that are just really cool and, you know, maybe you want to get more and than one of. Astronomical to army build. Yeah, I think I that think would be great for now. But at the same time, you can redesign them, you know, to a certain degree to update them, you know. Yeah. Update I think... them. Don't, don't give me the exact same version of, say, um, you know, Scoop. Don't give me exactly the same as what he looked like back then. Update him, make him newer, so that you know I'm not just buying the the identical figure I already own three times over, you know, four times over. So, um... well, then I'm going to jump in with one of my suggestions at this juncture and say that, like, a lot of these are kind of pie in the sky picks that don't really, I suppose, take into consideration the realities of making up new tooling, and so mm. especially new tooling that is to a very very specialized and unique character. Um, unfortunately, at this stage, and having listened to enough former Hasbro employees talking, um, I'm a bit too hip to the realities of how these things come about, and that you want maximum use out of minimum new cost. Mm. So things that are very pliable are gold, which is why I think a focus on army builders is brilliant, because just with a bit of parts mixing and matching, you can take a blue shirt, give him a bullet-belted chest, and you've got a machine gunner. Mm -hmm. Or a, a blue shirt and give it a kind of a, I suppose, a more padded um, chest with like various pockets and, and places and, and accessorize him appropriately to make him a medic. If the aesthetic of this O-ring relaunch is to kind of start with the OG-13 and the Cobra blue shirts, then expand those roles to give us more. For instance, Doc. He's the earliest 
team doctor, but he has no staff. And like one doctor operating on his own in a combat unit could <laughs> very quickly, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have to tell you, very quickly become overwhelmed. Like he would need other doctors, nursing staff. Like I know medical scenes are not necessarily the most exciting to play up, but with a few minor alterations, you could take that basic doc presentation and make an entire team of medics. Yeah, with head swaps, totally. Absolutely, head yeah, swaps. Give us, maybe give us, arm uh, swaps, chest swaps. Well, let us play out mash. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, this well, is kind of where it be duds. Like it can be my, my third and final kind of suggestion along the army builder line is um, well, apart from green shirts themselves. And I had a, a specific name character that they could go after, and that being Sparks, uh, the kind of com guy who like completely surpassed breaker at that job in the cartoon series um but if you're scratching your head and you don't know who sparks is well just imagine breaker without a beard and then you've mm. got a comic book accurate breaker who's always presented without a beard and like seemed kind of more junior to the other team members like he was a, he was the punk kid he's the wunderkind um sort of a, the tech weenie but still like a very youthful dude who like this grizzled beard wearing bradley cooper action figure kind of didn't properly evoke but yeah mm. at the at the very least you could be getting a new character that being sparks who has got history with gi joe out of it and at the third least kind of option you're at least getting a green shirt army builder um also like who are the fire department for the joe team like is barbecue the only guy surely he should <laughs> have a staff maybe a vehicle um you can do that very simply with head swaps a removable helmet and different heads and you've got an entire team of firefighters dedicated firefighters your flag deck is going to look so sweet with all these guys fireman <laughs> jump <laughs> um so <clears throat> uh, is that all of your picks there dude i could continue forever paul you know me man <laughs> oh cool no because just <laughs> these days i am going to monologue an entire episode you guys are gonna be steamrolled i'll just hit the mute button but yeah, <laughs> please. Um, no, because no, cool. Because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up a picture right now, and on the image on this picture right now is Mara. Take us through it. So I'm a big fan of Sunbow and having a lot of the Sunbow characters released as O-rings. So we got Mara, we got Cold Slither, we've got Zemot and Tomax in their ex um, yeah, extensive Enterprises suits. Uh, we've got Raven. And we've got Hector Ramirez from 20 Questions. And Raven this, being the female uh, Native American Night Raven pilots. That's correct. Yeah, Stratoviper. So, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. Talk about diversity. That's right? the coolest pick of all, man. Yep. So, like, my thinking is, like, to go with what you were saying, is if you're going to, like, try to maximize tooling but get, like, uniqueness, you know, if they've built a really good body with a nice suit... That, you know, we could get a Hector Ramirez and extensive enterprises, um, Zemot and Tomax out of that. That could look really cool. Um, if we could. I've often said that Strato Viper's basic body mold looks androgynous to me. Like it could be female. Mm. It's it's small in stature because we all know, or maybe we don't, but let me tell you, this, the, the Night Raven's cockpit is cramped. Very tight. Uh, it, it takes <laughs> a smallish pilot to, to, to fit that front seat. Uh, without you know preventing the the, the the canopy or not the canopy the the bottom slide out mechanism from closing properly so 
Raven would just be a Night Raven pilot with a removable helmet. Or maybe we'd have to have a head swap. Uh, head swap no. and lowering figures. Mm, mm. Not likely. But, no, probably not likely. But my thinking here is is that kind of that you know here is an opportunity for for like for a female cast of a lot of the viper bodies you know like the let's have a female cast of the strato vipers let's have a female um body cast of the maybe the eels and maybe um the cobra troopers and whatever and then you can sort of start building characters like mara and and um you know raven from that and then cold slither i mean if you if they want to do let's say cheap out you could just take the original um you know, Z- uh, uh, Zartan, the original Dreadnought bodies, uh, for the most part, except for Zartans, and you could just give them a new paint job. You can give them a cold slither paint job. You could release that as like a box set. I would love that, by the way. I would absolutely, uh, you know, just shrill in excitement if they did a cold slither box set in O-ring. Um, I would live for that. And also, I know that I'm coming from a point of a point of view where I've got a fairly uh, substantial G.I. Joe collection now, um, something that I'm very thankful for. But uh, so these would be additions to what I've got already, you know, and this is why I was a little bit gray earlier on when you asked if would I want, you know, new figures or just retreads of the originals. And this is kind of why my knee joke is more towards new stuff because I have a substantial G.I. Joe collection. I think I would feel a little bit different if I hadn't had that. Um, but these definitely, I mean, this is, these are, these guys that I've got here are, are on the screen, um, Mara, Cold Slither, Zemot Tomax, Raven and Hector Ramirez are just some of the ideas that I have or some of my, my thoughts. I would love a civilian pack. I keep saying this all the time, but I think if they grab some of the famous sort of, sort of civilian characters from the Sunbow line, like Dr. Metier and, you know, uh, and it, it all, uh, that would be great. Because G.I. Joe needs that. G.I. Joe needs people to save. And and it's something that like occurred to me with the classified line. Once again, thank you to uh, Andrew and Ryan for your combined um, powers there. But something that made the classified line make sense to me was when I finally had dudes to shoot. Okay, so like when it was a case of I have like Cobra Commander and a Ninja Viper and a Ninja. And then I've got on the Joe side, I've got like Roadblock and you know, Snake Eyes and Duke and whatever. It's all great. But as soon as you add like a Cobra Viper into the mix or Cobra Officer into the mix to shoot and and take out and and play out like action scenes, it completely changes the game. And I think civilians would do the same thing to this O-Ring line. But those are my thoughts. Rob, what are you feeling, my dude? I, like, one of the biggest things I'd love is obviously a scoop. I mean... Like, <laughs> goes without saying, but anyway, I'm, I'm in gonna desert say it up front fatigues anyway. in Arctic, uh, yeah, give thermals, you know, <laughs> haven't be ready for anything, you know. And I think different versions of scoop you can just do an entire line of scoops, I think that's a good idea. But <laughs> what you just said also touches on the thing that I would like is like get characters that have previously been in environment specific gear into non-environment specific gear so like snow job you know get him into mm-hmm. more like a more general purpose outfit dusty i mean his he kind of works everywhere but maybe give him a new color scheme deep six i think would definitely be a good one you could put into a normal outfit i mean they've done him in like wetsuits before but i think just get him in normal normal gear um there were definitely calls for the wetsuited characters having camos 
And in yeah. reverse, Sammy Six Toes on Facebook would like to see more characters using wetsuits. <laughs> so mm. Yeah, you have, see, that's suppose, what you can do. With the regular guys. Mm. Because, I mean, in the cartoon, you often had characters get into, you know, especially in the cold, they would have cold weather gear. You know, they would mm -hmm. wear that there. And they weren't, I mean, you know, Lady J, she's not a cold weather, you know, she doesn't have a figure like that. Um, but she had those outfits. So I think you can kind of play around with environmental gear with with characters or getting them out of their, you know, specific areas that they play in necessarily. Um, and then I think, I mean, I know... The cartoon did it very well. Like yeah, I think so. Anytime they were in the cold, they had like great coats on, but they still had their regular, well, the characters that had good looking kind of pants uh, yeah, like you still kind of recognize that they're in the outfits, mm. you know. Yeah, um, I think uh, there's a great screen cap of Scarlet. I mean, she's redesigned head to toe. She's got like green camo, green uh, trousers on, brown boots, mm. and a overcoat that that does call back her leotard, but yeah, looks you know thermal. I can't remember the name of this uh, guy on Facebook, but a couple of years back, and I was looking for these images. Uh, you know, prior to this episode, uh, this guy had taken a whole bunch of like ambush bodies and um, stalker, you know, the Arctic stalker, stalker version mm, two bodies. Mm. And uh, what he had done is he had like just head swapped. So he had made these like teams, these sub teams where he just put like, you know, tunnel rats head on them and whatever. So he had like an ambush, a, a force that was completely decoed out and ambushes camo and in stalkers. Uh, Arctic or Tundra gear and I gotta say that was just so refreshing I looked at that and, and I thought well duh it's such an easy thing that's such an easy one but my word it looks amazing if Hasbro could take a, a, a page out of that playbook wonderful so I have yeah, to agree with you I there mean, I think a lot of people I mean I know I think I've often suggested before create new characters create new people but then you know there's such a huge roster of existing characters um just put them in new outfits i think give them new 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 special maybe not new specialties but you know give them like allow me to collect the same characters but in have them look different i think um so would you buy a set of og13s um but retooled heads because come on let's let's have slightly more character characteristic <laughs> heads <laughs> um then all slapped into the snow job body like it it's it's tricky because tooling budgets being what they are like you you are i mean take the thumbnail to this episode as case in point um we've got ketchup and mustard cobra ray viper and peter pilot who are all identical from the waist down identical <laughs> <laughs> okay i think they've even got the same arms so that is maximum mileage. These are four brand new individuals that are Frank and Joe to be exactly the same apart from their heads and torsos. And in the case of Ketchup and Mustard and Rave Viper, it's the same torso even. I think don't go crazy. I mean, maybe I won't buy an entire set, but um, I think if you could just do a couple of characters in different, different weather gears, I think that would be kind of cool. Like you could and do... I don't know. Prepare yourselves, guys. You know what that means? Oh, what? That means... All the origin He-Man figures, the deluxe origin He-Man figures, come with alternate heads. And so 
Um, so all the He-Man so far have come with a alternate head, which is like the so-called quote-unquote modern head and a vintage head. Oh, and sometimes no, they've Paul, give... I know what you're going to suggest. <laughs> so if they're going to re-release all the OG-13s, why, uh, why not give us the classic heads if you're going to give us a re-sculpted heads? I think that would be fantastic. I'd love that. You know? Because then I, we... I would go one step further. Heads, give us heads... straight arm and, and swivel arm. <laughs> I think the straight arm is dead, guys. I mean, if, if, if yeah, Mickey no, Mouse no, Cobra no, Cobra no, no straight anything, arm. If if Mickey Mouse Cobra Command is anything to go by, they're not they're not going to reduce the straight arm generation. And thank but God, I don't think head swaps are a thing with O rings. And also, I don't think if they are going to go to the length of recreating an accurate breaker face, an accurate zap face, um, I don't think that they're going to. Um, then give us the you know the Michael Ironside for for Grunt for Zap and for I'm blanking on the third one Grand Slam, you know for instance like they're gonna just stick with one, and it's gonna be you know factory fitted, and there will be no breaking out of of screwdrivers at least not 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 with Hasbro's endorsement. Um, guys, I do desperately want to read out Darren Cobb's submission on the G.I. Joeberg Facebook group because it is very well thought through. Battle Force 2020. Like the old eco-warriors, only anti-viral troopers. I think you know where this is going. Uh, Codename Face Mask. Leader of the team. For, former member of USA MRIID. I don't know that, that acronym, but it sounds like it means business. Anyways, uh, Darren says... He's a holder of several degrees in antiviral studies, graduate of the U.S. Ranger Pararescue School with distinction. My kind of guy. Uh, next, up, next up, we have Swab Test, a U.S. Marine doctor known for having the fastest slash steadiest hands in the surgical business, even whilst under fire. Mm. Phenomenally strong, famed for carrying three wounded troopers 25 kilometers out of a hot combat zone. These do sound like G.I. Joe's, I must add. Uh, and then lastly, codename Booster. Army corpsman with, and expert with the use of syringes has almost encyclopedic, en oh, word, encyclopedic knowledge of natural and, and alternative remedies for most ailments. Also a world championship dart player in civilian life. Hey, nice one, Darren. Definitely have a flair. For, definitely has a flair for that kind of Larry Harmer school of like taking a left turn with these characters. Like, opens bottle caps with his eyeballs. <laughs> oh, like and he hits. His, yeah, you know, uh, he got the cadence right. He's a, a student of file cards. But Darren gives us the the info in the chats now. He says that. The USAMRIID stands for United States Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, which is an acronym that I'm sure wasn't not nearly as famous as it is today, thanks to a little something something called, you know, I don't need to say it. Yeah, Paul, you don't even have do you have something it. you'd like to add, my friend? You say mood! Sorry, I, I had to channel my inner gun gun. <laughs> Is someone vacuuming or using a hairdryer? I believe there's vacuuming going on. I did not uh, realize that the mic would pick it up. I'm so sorry. On a Sunday. Oh, well. No risk for the wicked. Um, Outback Stew has a long list. Obviously, Outback, Rock and Roll 1989, Leatherneck, Crankcase, Recondo, Spirit, Sergeant Slaughter, Muskrat, Major Blood, Baroness, Scrap Iron, Bats, Range Viper, 
He just wants the entire line from 82 to 94. Hey, a man can dream, right? <laughs> just recreate it in, in you yeah. know, modern tooling. Okay. Uh, we'd all buy. We would buy and maybe, maybe just maybe that, that would be enough. No, it wouldn't be enough. Uh, you need to get kids excited about this. And to get kids excited about it, it has to have that kind of opulence that it enjoyed in the 80s. And we're never going to get that back. So got to fight the battles that we can, I guess. Hell yeah. I also... By the way, Darren, those are really cool. I love those suggestions. I love the depth that you went into that. Um, I'm going to totally uh, screen cap that um, that mm. uh, post because you know, you're giving me some ideas. Um, but I, I do think that with today's toy market, if you look at Playmobil, if you look at Bruder, um, you look at Roblox, you look at a, quite a few of the toy lines coming out, even Lego, there's a lot of convention coming through like in the form of conventional stuff that the world does you know and i think more of that you know and this comes back to my civilian suggestion of the o-rings i feel like that kind of thing is a good thing i think steve your idea of a fire uh, of a of a fire prevention force is a good idea i think that's a great idea i think that's the kind of thing that sh that would do very very well in gi joe that that would be a cool way to modernize and to help modernize gi joe um and i'm not saying that gi joe should be taken away from being military but I know that that's kind of a swear word sometimes um, culturally is like, you know, you know, making them army men that shoot people, even though games like Call of Duty and stuff like that are still the biggest sellers. But anyway, whatever. Um, but if it was like a force that now has these cool like, you know, teams that are like a medical force and a, and a fire team force and that kind of stuff, I think that would actually be pretty good. And I think hey, GH... I, I, I also mm. look at my vehicle pool and I think to myself... Like most Joes are infantrymen. Can we just get some regular just schmoes to operate vehicles? Like if you've got a Havoc, who's next to cross country? Who's operating the guns? Like I don't want to assign roadblock and sci-fi and low lights to these positions. I want those guys to be my guys. Um, so look, I'm paraphrasing suggestions that I saw on Facebook, but once again, they're all great ones. And we all kind of, are thinking alike in a lot of these regards. But one thing that, that I'd like to pick out of Michael Sweat's uh, response is characters that have typically always had covered heads like Torpedo, Jinx, give us unmarked heads, and quick kick in some army greens. Maybe a casually open shirt with a, a white t-shirt underneath and some red Converse sneakers and his headband. I mean, that just looks so stylish in my mind right now. Oh, thanks, Mike. And a snake eyes with damaged army greens and a bandaged face with sunglasses. A scarlet, a scarlet in pants and tactical gear. I mean, once again, pie in the sky suggestions, but damn good ones. Yeah, you could pick out key moments in the comic books or, you know, as Paul has done, like versions of characters from the, the cartoons. Or even like later runs of, of like characters that are comic specific. that maybe came out in IDW or um, Devil's Due um, and make figures of them. I think mm -hmm. you could still add to what's come before, but also like they can, they can tool new things, you know, like that other companies do make new toys. Like we don't have to have everything based off, uh, you know, Existing things parts. that have ever come before. Like you can, you can do that, you know, um, tons of toy companies do that all the time. So, you know, let's not, let's not, you know, um, sell ourselves short and ask, you know, Hasbro, please repaint this and repaint that and make this look slightly different, you know? Um, 
you can create well, completely new molds. I mean, a it's, lot it's, of it's a lot thing. of great characters can be created with existing stuff. Is is, a, is the point that I want to try and get across that like you can get such great mileage out of a limited pool. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. Instance, I mean, you can another... you can kit bash from tons of characters from the nineties and the eighties. If you just remold those, you can kit bash completely brand new figures for sure. I wonder if there would be prohibitive rights issues in terms of the pally toy uh, pool of characters. The um, Cap Captain Buckingham, force. the SAS guy, and and uh, Campbell, the Z Force guy. You know all these kind of named characters that come out of the Action Force. Well, if, if Hasbro recognized an international toys. audience, maybe. <laughs> but you know, when, well, when they're marketing their Haslabs and the whatever else to America and Canada. Uh, oh I don't know. Get me started, Paul. They need they need to think more internationally. I think that's that's you know this this go international with 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 who you're mm -hmm. appealing to. Remember that you did an entire line of, of figures exclusive to Europe at one point, and you even managed to rebrand your your entire toy line for Europe as Action Force as opposed to GI Joe. Um, remember that and actually try and get in. There's money in Europe. There's money in Africa. There's money in, <laughs> in Australia. There's money in Asia. Go crazy. <sighs> yeah, like I say, don't get me started. Big axe to grind <laughs> there. Uh, Rob Kalupitan, I've I've certainly heard this suggestion before. A blonde cover girl. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouse have the same thing to say. And a female Cobra Trooper and Honda Lou. Yeah, I think it's pretty evident that we are starved of the fairer sex when it comes to the O-rings. Um, I mean, it's never going to be one-to-one. -one. But certainly a little bit more female representation would be great. We don't want a sausage fest the whole time. You know, we, we, need, <laughs> we just need some ladies on the team. No doubt. Mark von Leeuwen uh, adds to that by saying a cadet Deming. Uh, she was Ooh, a cadet sure. Crimson Guardsman. And the cadet Crim Crimson Guardsman have blue uniforms instead of crimson. Terrific. Oh, interesting. But she, yeah. I mean... I, I, I think you definitely have to change the physical appearance of a Crimson Guardsman uniform if you were feminizing it, because it is quite sleek and quite fitted, and it's a dress uniform. So I think you would mm. see breasts and you would see hips. So yeah, can't reuse the Crimson Guard old mold. <laughs> so Magnus uh, would love to get Dr. Biggles Jones, if you remember the, the Transformers G.I. Joe crossover, Mangler. Yes. Uh, yeah, hit and run in winter gear and wetsuit in land warfare gear. Plan yep, toys that never I made said. it into production. Battlecore stuff. Uh, maybe redos and recolors of the Joes that were too colorful for their own good. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I'll just chime in and say that that Ice Cream Soldier, for all his charm, uh, looks a lot better as the Cobra. Was it Shock Viper? Well, basically, it's Ice Cream Soldier in blue. Uh, and let's see the Red Ninjas and all of the October God done correctly. Um, brand new characters as well would be great. Uh, we could see more non-diver Navy guys and generally more vehicle crew members and non-US uh, members. Maybe we could get a Storm Shadow with bare arms. Yeah, that would be an easy retool. In fact, can't you just take Armadillo's arms and use them with classic Storm Shadow? I don't know. I've yet to try it myself. <laughs> Yeah. I will have to look into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, realistically, 
they aren't going to make as many o-ring figures as we would like but there is no shortage of options for what kind of figures they could produce and that would be new and interesting in some meaningful way so yeah that is i think the key <laughs> sentiment here like the the well is deep they need to talk to mr flynn from super seven and just poach his ideas because i think yeah. that's there's tons of options out for. i mean it sounds mm -hmm. like there's a lot of consensus like you said earlier like a lot of people mm -hmm. want more new versions of more more women in the line um versions of characters that have never had toys especially from cartoon um and yeah i mean steven your suggestion of expanding on um staff essentially so not just green shirts but actual like green shirts with speci specialties you know just um, to make I those vehicles really and play sets less vacuous I yeah. hate sacrificing like amazing G.I. Joe canonical characters to occupy a seat in a thing. You know, it's like mm -hmm. I'm Ricondo and I'm I'm man on this gun. Yeah, yeah, have a good time out there, guys. <laughs> I want those guys front and center with all their accessories. Yeah. Anyways, I've made that point already. D Dustin's got great suggestions, a lot of which we've already touched on. Uh, but he would like to add he'd like a new house in order to cram all of this goodness into <laughs> Hasbro, get on that get no, give Dustin a new HCC house HCC788 uh, has this to hey. say he wants a new he wants a set of o-ring crystal balls in rainbow colors or he's going to stop collecting G.I. Joe <laughs> yes please I love that idea nice one HCC I, I, I could get behind that why not and here comes a point that could very much <laughs> absorb us for the rest of this chat however long it might take but jim godfrey says not to piss on the new o-ring bonfire but isn't this the gap that good old customizing fills why wait for a faceless corporation to give you what you want why not just craft those figures you really desire yourself it's way more satisfying approach to toys in the long run to discuss I I have to agree. I do agree with Jim on that. Um, mostly because I, I love the sort of um, entrepreneurial spirit behind that. And look at me getting all like capitalist. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, I we have seen that, you know, in the best way in the form of guys doing head sculpts for, for modern era and vintage um, era figures. I mean, most recently we had that guy that's done these amazing uh sort of head sculpts for vintage figures uh for uh, snake guys and scarlet i mean that kind of thing is awesome um so yeah i'm, I'm all down with the the customizing i kind of feel like it's a 50 50. i would like hasbro to give us new stock <laughs> to work with um so that's half of it so if hasbro could just carry on producing o-ring figures then at least we have some like you know parts and whatever's to work with and you know then we can combine it with the sort of uh creative endeavors of others as well um for those of us who are maybe not as uh creative you know uh or or don't have the time to make stuff like that so i feel well, it's very much a 50 50. Like, unfortunately the the best i could do is lazy boy customs when it comes to o-ring you can like, like wash a figure not... with like paint or like you know make it so his articulation works a bit better i think that's as far as me and steven got most of the time you know, I feel yeah, like we painting antics were amateur at mm. best. I mean, they were pretty mediocre. Well, honest. that's why I'm saying like the, like the best we could do is do like a dry wash or a wet wash or whatever, you know, just to kind of make it, the character look more dirty. I mean, I think that that was a huge improvement, especially with uh, modern era sci-fi. Um, yeah. he, he looks so much better with that, but that's, 
I think a lot of we people didn't do washes skilled on, enough. We didn't do washes on O-ring figures. We would paint no, them No, we never did head that. To toe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but washes on O-ring figures, in my opinion, just looks wrong. <laughs> like, well, no it offense, could be the type but... of plastic used yeah. as well. It doesn't look good with the um, yeah, extra detailing. You then have to like, do a matte coat over it. It just becomes like involved. involved. It's just not The toyetic yeah. look of the O-ring figures is part of their appeal. They mm. don't take to washes as well, I'd say, because it's not mm. approaching or approximating reality. An O-ring figure should look like an O-ring figure. It should look like but, a toy. But I also kind of feel like we've stepped on the landmine that could be a new topic in the sense mm. that maybe what if Hasbro designs modern retro O-ring styled figures that are easily interchangeable? And I'm sorry that I'm bringing up a Motu Origins concept here but <laughs> but that is something like okay i've never like looked at my motu origins figures uh, figures and gone oh well you know i really want to pop off skeletor's arms and put them onto like he-man or i really want to you know pop he-man's head onto i don't know zodak's body or whatever because at the end of the day it's all the same you know it's just a gear that kind of really makes them different in uh, in the most cases i mean sometimes you get different bodies like mosquito etc etc but there are a lot of people that are doing that. There are a lot of guys that have made some wild kind of customs out of their um, their Motu Origins figures. And uh, Mattel themselves have even made kit bashing um, a whole separate line in the form of the wrestling figures. So if Hasbro did somehow make it that you could pop the little O-ring fig uh, figures arms out and heads out and stuff, essentially we could have extreme lazy boy customs, you know? Um, you know, yeah, like imagine for a second that like the head on, on a modern O-ring figure is actually something that you could pop out and pop back in, you know, without having to disassemble the body without the need of a screwdriver. That could be pretty cool. Actually, that could, that could tick a lot of boxes. Um, damn, I'd love that actually. Like, wow, that's actually, wow. Uh, we need to make another letter to Hasbro. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Oh. Look, I, forgive me for challenging you on this because I got to, but I, I've got to play the conservative card once again and say the, the appeal of factory-made G.I. Joe O-rings is exactly that. They're factory-made. Mm. They are, you know, there is no fear that this is a, a work of art. It's been mm. elevated. This is a mass-produced toy, as good as a custom can be, and as as like as cleverly clear clear coated and and kind of sealed up as a custom can be. It still is sort of prohibitive against play for me. Whereas mm. if I have a diamond diamond dozen mass-produced action figure um, from a big company like Hasbro, I'm mm. all of a sudden I have free license to, to just go crazy because I can always just buy another one. Um, this isn't a one-of-kind thing. Um, but maybe that just pertains to me. Maybe everyone else's collection stays very well curated. Uh, I, guess, I guess I just want the big boys to shoulder this. I don't want mm. the owners to fall to us to create those niches because God knows we could. Like, out of all the parts bins in all the online resources and conventions in all of the world you can come up with limitless numbers of, of parts mm. you know parts are cheap 
because nothing beat the production runs of these things in the 80s and 90s. Um, so, you know, you can you can customize your own figures, but I don't want to, man. I want to buy Hasbro's crap. <laughs> you know, a different head slapped onto the same body 10 times. And and Rob, where do you swing on this, man? <laughs> I think, yeah, no, customs are amazing. And the fact that you can create your own characters. I mean, I was looking earlier. I mean, I didn't know much about a lot of the later characters um, in the comic books or in, I think, direct to... Well, there was a character called Edge and Faces, and I had no idea who he was. Um, so I just did a Google image search, and, like, people have made lots of really cool customs of this character. Um, and I think... Customs are awesome when 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 you when you kind of, I think you have the, the creativity to do it and and you you're happy with with making something that's completely your own and you know it's yours. Um, and of course there's people who make customs for other people, um, and that's awesome too because that, that gives someone a job, that gives someone a way of um, you know monetizing or just doing something with their creativity. Um, that kind of gives them money and makes them happy, and makes someone else happy. But yeah, I think sometimes you just want to be able to buy something off the shelf and have it be what it is and not worry about um, what it can uh, be, what it, what yeah. it can be. Um, you just, you just, you know, I, I don't want to customize Scoop. Scoop is cool the way it is. Um, <laughs> but I think there's definitely a place for customization and, and mash produced toys. Um, obviously, mash produced toys makes it easier to make custom figures because the more parts they are, the more options you have. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. I think they both coexist, and there, there's definitely markets for for both of them. You know, so, people who prefer customizing their own characters. Um, you know, as, as opposed to waiting for a big company to make the, the figures for them. Okay, because then to me it sounds like you and Steve are on a similar wavelength there, in that you know you like what it is in the box, um, and but you feel like. The creativity should be something that is self-motivated, not provided by the by the toy company in this yeah, case. Yeah, I think Hasbro, so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think in general. I mean, you can probably do that as like a, a gimmick. So basically, um, the status quo. Yeah. 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 Essentially, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do this as a gimmick thing. I mean, we ages ago we had the figures at the store. There was like a pack of basically blank slate figures, and they mm. provided you with all of the paints and whatever else and like different hands and like I think a little bit of molded things that you could kind of either either put on or leave off, and then you can completely customize the figure yourself. I think you can maybe go that route, but I think the kind of the in between where you we have different parts that you can interchange yourself. I don't, I don't think that's a GI Joe thing necessarily, or at least it's not I, a thing that I they've agree. attempted, you know, before. Mm. Um, I mean, I think done, the beauty of the O-ring yeah. is coming back to not having a secondary and not having, you know, removable holsterable weapons. Like it's one thing, you know. That's what it's. It's held together with that screw. It's it's different yeah. parts held together. Uh, it's not meant to come apart necessarily. You can, of course, if you want to, but it's with a the exception product. of like the bat, like the battle android. Well, no, is the yeah. famous example of like a modular integration on an O-ring figure, but like there's something to be said about the purity of these being absolute toys and not a not a building toy or construction toy like. Mm. Lego is the ultimate example of that, but this is an absolute toy. It's ready to go straight off the card. Um, obviously, the vehicles are a different story, but 
my, yeah, my, I'm still... my, my reaction to custom figures or any kind of messing with the figures is like, I don't want to. Um, so, like, to your point, Jim, yes, you could totally create whatever your heart's content. Like, you can create anything. If you can dream it, you can create it, whether it be in the modern era buck or with parts, uh, Lazy Boy Customs parts swapping with um, O-Ring style. I've seen it done. It's impressive. But I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold firmly on what Jim's comment has inspired in me, the sort of... <laughs> A concept of like what Motu Origins has given um, that line where, and it gave it something that previously never existed in that kind of form and it's a take it or leave it feature but the fact that it's so easy to do for yourself is great um, and it is actually intended to the point where they give you a little manual to show you where parts can come off I'm really loving that I'm, I'm very firm on that I, I, I can say that Hasbro will probably never do that and that is for the points that you and Rob uh, brought up now, Steve, uh, because I think that's how they see their business model as well. But uh, Jim, thank you. You've inspired some thinking. <laughs> and I really appreciate that because, yeah, I, I actually can imagine a world where we get retro O-rings that you could do that in. And that was that's a really cool thinking or thought. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> anyway. Gaz would like to see Saturn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Cobra that got away. Whatever. Um, yeah. And why not have shipwreck and snake eyes in that bloody kick line? Oh, man. Break dancing. Hilarious. But um, Matt, little boy, would like to see Cool Breeze and Mangler. That's not the first time I've heard those two guys. Comic book characters. If you don't know them, read into the hundreds and special missions. Um, action Robot Punch. Hello, Ted. <laughs> Who doesn't love a wish list, especially at this time of the year? Uh, mustard and ketchup are great. More support crew, like a mechanic. Um, a big bomb-resistant suit guy like in Hurt Locker. Uh, a robot drone like that came with uh, one of the modern tunnel rats and other mm. diffusing gear. A Cobra Mystic. Look at Hellboy for ideas. CC could be drawing on the powers of evil and, and other dimensions. That's very Hellboy. Very, like... like That's Hitler, how I see actually. Crystal Ball. Mm. Totally. Cobra cyborgs, better than bats, uh, making them a kind of a Borg Star Trek reference, which is what Cyber Viper could have been under mm. all that neon yellow. Um, so this comes back to Magnus's point about take those 90s figures, give them a better color scheme. Hey, presto, that, it, that, that's cool. The concept was there. It just was covered up. Um, the Vietnam crew, he'd love to see Stalker, Snake Eyes, and Tommy well, yeah, we all would. And they did that comic pack, but that's now hen's teeth. I'd love to see them to I'd love to see them revisit that well. Mm. Because yeah, those were good figures, man. Good builds. And Andrew Creech would love to see the originals done again, but with slight color variations and the year that they were produced stamped on them so you could tell the difference. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's an important thing. Like these have to be distinguishable. Um he would love to see the Cobra Law series of uh, with a Pythona. Um, Saturn. Pythona is a name that's Honda come out Lou. a lot. Sorry. No, uh, Sergeant Fox. Um, Mora, or I think, yeah. Mora, you, you came up with that yourself, Paul. That's the mm. mermaid girl with the blue skin. <laughs> yep. And yeah, he'd like man. to see the other three manimals produced. Wow. <laughs> deep cut, dude. Hey, why not? Um, you know. Like, why not? Like, 
I think G.I. Joe should lean into into its weirdness. I, I really do. Like, what do you guys feel about like having like kids, like young characters, youths, um, at a, like a two inch size instead of three and three quarters? I guess you could Ooh, get Billy. Know. Really? Kid I Billy? don't know. That, that, that's a bit much to me. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> well, they're like, we're just going to stop having. Uh, yeah. It was a suggestion from Pablo Acamba from Colombia. Well, Thank it's interesting. Pablo. I mean, I suppose then, then what you expand to having like the family time, you know, like, like off base, <laughs> because I mean, like kids, I mean, yes, that you could do a one off Billy, but then what do you do after that? I mean, how many children I, do you have running around on a battlefield necessarily? I think for us it was, well, child soldiers, if you, <laughs> if you really want to go, go Captors of place. Cobra. Real dark. Captors of Cobra. Um, also, a little town called Springfield, isn't it? Oh, but yes. then we're going Shipwreck into like. Children. Um, does he? Hey, and they're synthoids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's terrifying so watching that episode now. Springfield is such a good se- uh, um, episode. Well, the mini series. Are we moving like further opinion. and further away from like G.I. Joe when you start <laughs> making civilian characters? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think it's it's a cool suggestion. I I mean, as I just a novelty, love it. I wouldn't mind owning like a, a kid's GI Joe. I mean, that'd be fascinating. Like like I, the two inch like <laughs> this little kid. I think it'd be very interesting to own. But I don't think it's something I would. I'd be you know knocking on Hazard's <laughs> door at midnight, going, "Give me children." Yeah, Ryan Sweeney in the chats. No kid figures. <laughs> oh, there you have it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, young Billy. You'll never get your plastic. Um, but it does bring up a good point because I, I'm sure you guys feel the same way when you watch a lot of like 80s stuff. They, I mean, when I say 80s stuff, 80s cartoons. Um, you know, a lot of the, those cartoons were centered on... If you watch Mask, um, there's that kid and he's got... Uh, I think it's Bebop 1 or what's the name of that little robot? T-Bob. <laughs> T-Bob, thank you. Sorry, man. Um but you get what I'm, like that kid was like annoying, but it's, it's a kind of a weird character because on one side you're like, okay, I just hope this kid dies so that we can carry on. And then on the other side of you is like, you kind of like sit there and you're like, I wish I had a little T-Bob and I was running around in the middle of all these like battles and doing all kinds of naughty stuff and naughty things, should I say. And Speed Scott Racer had the same thing. By the way, thanks, yeah. Chris. Uh, hey. Saving our boat. Like, so, like, th- I can oh, see the Ryan. benefits of a kid figure. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Well, they're, they're appropriate to certain lines, but at least for me personally, I don't think it would be appropriate for G.I. Joe, other than, say, doing a Billy. But then you could no. also do an adult Billy or kind of like a teenage Billy where he is, you know, kind of... He doesn't have to be too terribly downscaled. Um, you know what they'd do, of course? They would just take... Um, take a the, female character no they would take right. storm shadow version one and give him an eye patch that's yeah. billy yeah. basically the, billy in the look that you want him basically it's it's you know he's ready for action he's wearing storm shadows all uniform um look realistically uh these are awesome suggestions pie in the sky suggestions and i thank each and every one of our contributors for them but we all know that we're just gonna get the first three or four versions of Storm Shadow, Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes, and Duke, <laughs> and Cobra Commander. Over and Except over again, Cobra Commander. No hood, Maybe no Roadblock. You'll get a couple of Roadblocks. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get the first two versions of Roadblock. Yeah, that's that's as 
as deep as this o-ring will run um and we'll have to just look to super seven for our um how many bloody sailors did they make Fucking uh, all of them they made all of them so yeah <laughs> all the teacups if, if, that come if into you the party. if you're okay with um 20 dollars a pop you can people up your flag cheapers but you know there's also you can customize some customization get in customizer you can have your entire flag manned by your own unique characters i've got to jump out soon but i just wanted to i had to share this with you guys quickly like quickly quickly i mean yes we all know that paul's got the bio viper but i've got the gun um so oh. i posted it on a local group i was like yeah i've got a bio viper and one of the guys was like i got a gun for that so thank you oh. rulof <laughs> for my bio viper gun it's a um, cool gun man it is a cool gun right so mm. yeah so i was like cool i had to show you guys that i got this gun and then um on facebook today i spied somebody was playing with their toys this caught my eye on facebook um bit of a snake eyes mission and it reminded me a lot of metal gear solid and uh i'm sure ryan Sweeney's like that that's mine <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Snake Eyes, this is classified Commando Snake Eyes and Timber approaching some... Red Shadows installation. Yeah. Ah, that's Mm. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And I love this fence up here in the foreground. This is a really cool shot. I mean, I I didn't bring this up here because I wanted to like critique it, but I really did like it and I found it was very eye-catching and it it evoked Metal Gear Solid, but not just that. It makes me want to play with my toys when I see pictures like this. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's want to just, you know, cool to see, man. Awesome. Well, I hope Ryan, you get the while, chance when you get home. While we are on the topic of this fine gentleman, mm-hmm. Ryan Sweeney, he asks about call sign longbow figures and absolutely they are their own thing. They seek to improve on the old classic O-ring buck. They have swivels at the wrists. I think the wrists actually pop out like you can interchange hands if I'm mm. not mistaken. Um, so there are mild improvements that can be made. But just like the Lego minifigure, I would want my O-Ring Joes to remain timeless and kind of ignore the strides that you know the, the lesser brands like Mega Blocks have made. I don't need a minifigure to have knee articulation. The lesser like a crayons. <laughs> Look, I just I call me I call me a conservative or a purist or whatever, but like GI Joe is GI Joe is GI Joe. I'll flirt with these other products, sure. But when it comes to assembling like a shelf of like just my favorite knickknacks and playthings of all, that that other stuff tends to stay in the drawer. I know myself all too well. Well, I well, think they that's... got it right back, the, back back in the day. There's enough articulation with with good sculpting around it, where you can play with it, and it's and the toy still looks good. I think they they, mm. they nailed it back then. I mean, you you can do, add stuff and take away stuff, but I think this is definitely the formula for a well made GI Joe figure. Well, I I just want to say that when Mega Blocks were quite prolific here in South Africa, um, especially the Halo line. Um, there were a lot of those like Halo uh, figures that were around the place. I didn't buy any of the vehicles. I just bought some of those cool little figure packs because they were quite cheap. They were like 150, 200 Rand and you got like three or four figures with interchangeable gear. I got to say, I had a lot of fun with those little toys. I, I really did. 
Um, so there is something there to it. And and I have the same reaction to that when I see Mega Blocks. I'm like, huh, Mega Blocks. Oh, it's the other people's Lego. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> having picked up, having, not that I'm saying that's your reaction, Steve. I'm just being ridiculous. But um, uh, having picked up some of those Halo Mega Block figures, I got to say, oh, they're pretty cool. Um, but that by that same token, when I see Mega Blocks doing Hot Wheels sets, I'm like, that's weird. And He-Man? <laughs> Well, come on, Paul. Yeah, listen, they sure are appealing. that gray skull. I don't want... It's weird. I looked at the gray skull and I thought it was really cool. I was like, that's awesome. But then I was like, I'd like rather just have... My brick count. Like, it's big. Yeah, but I was like, hey, I'd rather just have a gray skull, but I'd love to have some of those minifigures with, like, little vehicles. I think that could be a lot of fun to play with, too. Like, just have them here on the desk and just be like... You know, you know, I could actually have a lot of fun with that too. One, you know? episode, one episode without some Heberg, I tell ya. <laughs> well, you can't help it. Like uh, Mattel is doing some great stuff, and don't get me started on Hot Wheels. Oof, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for for new stuff for our next episode because yeah, Paul, yeah. weren't you leaving? I was leaving. That's why I don't want to get into it. I'm like, ah. Guys, right. uh, I think so say we all. Uh, slightly shorter session than usual, boys, but uh, yeah. Paul had all sorts of issues today. Power, and then now we're running out of time. But as I, always, we'd love to say a huge thank you to the guys that keep the lights burning at G.I. Joburg HQ. Well, the lights burning when the national power grid doesn't uh, have other plans. Uh, we thank our Bergforce, our Patreon supporters. For bum, as little bum, as 40 bum. bucks a month, you can thank have you much, early access to the episodes. And hey, even join us in live studio audience if the timing lines up sweetly for you. We thank and for our, our Discord after parties. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Cool, guys. Yeah, sorry. I do have to skedaddle. So thank you so much. I loved today's show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, this time. is something I've been sitting on since they announced O-Ring figures. I was like, I want a Hector Ramirez. Wait, I can do better than that. <laughs> I want Raven. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. Anyway. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Cheers, dudes. Have a good day. It was a good one. Hopefully Hasbro listens. Make us cool toys. Yep. And if you have something you'd like to say to the show, get us at a real South African hero at gmail.com. I've got some lovely mails, and I'm going to... Paul, you can bow out, my friend. I can take cool. this one all on my lonesome. Awesome. I'll cool. catch it in Cheers, the, in the, in the, the later oh. listen. No, Biofiber, <laughs> put your gun down. No. <laughs> Dramatic, isn't he? Hey. Oh, the studio is so much quieter with him gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, he had someone vacuuming and then whatever the hell that white noise was. Sundays are, are definitely not a re relaxation day. Uh, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard work to not be at work. No doubt. Andrew Grant reached out to me with a picture of Larry Harmer sketching a Baroness and Snake Eyes for him. Ah, Terrific nice. stuff. Wonderful. Um, Rob, did you actually introduce yourself to larry or did you kind of skirt his table i mean did you you see him at joe joe con no i did i got him to sign my well i mean not my but i mean i while i was there i did buy a uh 
you know, the special missions issue that features scoop. Um, and I did, oh, I yes. did stand in line again to sign. I didn't introduce myself. So, Amazing. Sorry. I heard my name. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. We were all in the line that day, I, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. I no, no, I, I skipped it. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> cheekily, I gave Paul something from me for him to sign. How could uh, you? And I missed the line. I was busy pricing a mauler, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's probably what happened, yeah. Anyways, shout-outs to Andrew Barron, who emailed to say, Hey, Steve, just saw your Facebook update and toy mate vid. I'm assuming you're in Oz. Welcome. G1 Transformers are my thing rather than G.I. Joe, but uh, love your work. Cheers. Well, cheers. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for writing in. Great stuff from Kevin Morgan, who basically did not have any love for the APC until he slapped the transportable tactical battle platform landing pad on the back, you know, mm. pulled off the top and put the, the landing pad on the back and then landed a Skyhawk on that. And then if you can imagine just, a, just ahead of that, he's got a armadillo mini tank kind of turned to its side um, and the cannons facing forward. Uh, this is an ingenious use of that. The fact that the APC is such a, like a broad flatbed means that, yeah, yank that top off and all of a sudden you've got all that real estate to kind of build on top of. You can go so, crazy. It's like your own <laughs> mobile, uh, you know, command center, essentially. Like a totally. mini mobile command center. Yeah. I mean, the, the Z-Force ATC did some of that by like giving it new inter interior components and stickering. It had like a med bay and a computer station and different weaponry. But that's only scratching the surface, man. That vehicle has such potential for modular uh, transformations. And it's something that Action Robot Punch would, would probably make a project out of if he hasn't already. Mm. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> Ted. Yeah, the APC. Like, and using those attachment points that the APC has to kind of clip things into the side there. Mm. Mm. 3D modelers out there, take note. It's a great basis. And I think that wraps it up for Postbox The Pit. I do have, as I say, a little game that was suggested for the three of us to play. But we'll save that for episode 230. We thank you for joining us on this adventure. Um, hey, man, we can only but hope that G.I. Joe's O-Ring Renaissance brings at least some of these wishes to fruition. Uh, who knows, man? If, if for every dozen frank and joe retreads we get like rave viper like ketchup and mustard and peter pilot aka wayne ruthel mm -hmm. i hate the fact that they haven't announced his code name yet come on it's so awkward anyways for all for all those all that gack can they just bring us one or two like fresh-faced new characters that's all i ask surely they can find it in of your budget gi joe of course mm. they can. It's going to happen. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think if they're serious about it, they'll do a good job. And I mean, they've they've over time they've gotten much better at the classified line. Um, mm -hmm. That's definitely exploded. And you know, if you can make that stuff good, you can do the same with the O-ring stuff too. Yeah, make yeah. it happen. Give us cool new toys. Yo, Joe, Rob. Yo, Joe, Steve. <laughs> Yo, Joe, Paul. Work. <laughs> 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 <laughs>